0: This is an audio essay. To read the actual essay, go to mahanmakan.substack.com. The link is in the description on Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on. Oh! Last week we looked at the dimension of meaning in life called coherence, and we saw what happens to mythological villains like Sisyphus and Macbeth who don't honestly pursue the path of adaptation and try to steal meaning, in a sense. The result is a pointless life, which we want to avoid, so how can we have a point in our lives, a purpose, a valued goal, a vision of the good to orient us in the chaos and absurdity of life? This is what we will think about this week on the dimension of meaning in life called purpose. Defining purpose. In the psychological literature, purpose is often described as having a meaningful and intentional reason to live, driven by a clear understanding of one's goals and values. Purpose encompasses a sense of direction, a belief that one's actions are meaningful and contribute to a larger scheme of existence. It goes beyond mere goal setting and achievement, delving into the more profound questions of why one engages in particular activities and what significance these activities hold in the grander scheme of life. There are two ways of looking at purpose in life, one as the purpose of life, which is a larger religious or theological question, and then another smaller version of purpose, which is how do I increase a sense of purpose in my life, and this is the question that we will focus on in this essay, and then in the subsequent essay, addressing the higher level religious and theological questions. Increasing purpose in life. Knowing thyself is the beginning of wisdom. Socrates. One treatment for depression that cognitive behavioral therapists employ is to get the individual to use a daily planner. In this daily planner, they must write down what they should be doing at every hour of the day. So essentially, you chop your 24 hours into hourly blocks and must choose what that hour will be spent doing, a goal for each hour of the day. Even at the time of sleep, the goal for these eight hours is going to be a restful sleep. This might seem like overkill, but there is a good neurochemical reason for this. Our positive emotion system is goal-directed. In other words, positive emotions track your progress towards a valued goal. So if you have a valued goal every hour of the day, you'll make a massive jump in your positive emotion and increase your quality of life overall. We tend to consider purpose as a broad, overarching point to one's existence, like that the point of my life is to help people lose weight online and look great on holidays. But in our quest for complete clarity, purpose often becomes reduced to a social or economic function, often leaving people burned out and frustrated when their job or hobby doesn't scratch that transcendent itch. So rather than starting on the big abstract level of what is my purpose in life, we're going to start on the immediate, practical and achievable level of daily life. In my early teens, I thought goals were for weirdos. The idea of sitting down and setting goals for myself and pursuing and achieving them seemed kind of fruity, to say the least. However, at the same time, my mental health was falling off the edge of a cliff, my sleep schedule non-existent, and vices bouncing around in my soul like a troop of chimpanzees on a trampoline. The result was a lot of anxiety, depression, and a feeling of having little control over my life. Ironically, the answer was humility, reflecting on what the hell I was supposed to be doing, and realizing that peace of mind was the result of discipline and that this discipline across time was mediated by goals. I've constructed a goal system which I use for maximizing my own positive emotions as much as possible. And so, in constructing this system, you must address some of the bigger existential questions anyway, and so discussing this system should help us kill two birds with one stone. Building your calendar brain. I started constructing this system like all great existential journeys by using Google Calendar. You can use any calendar, but that one was particularly convenient for me. When you open the calendar, you'll see before you, and I don't mean to be condescending, your life. Those 24 hours in a day are what life is. Oftentimes when we consider purpose, we get all romantic about living in Prague and painting Shetland ponies. But the blank schedule is really what you face every day when you wake up. So what do you want your day to look like? This is the question I began with. At the time, I was forced to work a brutal customer service job to survive and eat food, so that had to be on the schedule for eight hours a day by design. Then of course, the question of waking up at a certain time, eating breakfast, exercising, and writing. But firstly, the schedule is where you can see the structure of a day and start to consider what the ideal day looks like for you. Nobody else can answer this question, so it's worth taking a second to stop and consider. For me, my ideal day is waking up, training in martial arts for an hour or two, settling down to several hours of creative work, a nice lunch, some more creative work, and then an evening with the missus or some sort of socialising. This is the good life for me. Uh, It might sound like your worst nightmare, but that doesn't really matter. The point is that you need to pick your ideal day and start to build your schedule around that. Your new calendar brain will help you organise yourself beyond minute to minute and instead think in larger time frames across months and years. Flow, which is essentially the experience of meaning in life, comes from pursuing a valued goal fully. So scaffolding your bigger goals in your life means you get those juicy bonus points at the boring points of the day. So this is where the second part of the system comes in, which is your long-term goal setting for your life. Being versus having goals. I'm trying to think in decades at the moment. So coming to the end of my 20s, I had certain goals, getting my first play produced, starting podcasting, etc., and these long-term goals structured how I behave daily to achieve them. To be a professional football player, you have to spend much of your day playing football. The same is true for any longer-term goal. But we can split them into two categories of being goals and having goals. And in my opinion, being goals are more important than having goals. Not that having goals aren't important. I want to have a house and a mould or a family, a golden retriever, etc. But a having goal can be accomplished with no significant transformation of your personality and so ultimately is not as meaningful as a being goal. A being goal is focused on what I want to be in the future. For example, I want to be a father. Therefore, I need a girlfriend, wife and a relationship that is moving towards the goal of having children. I want to be healthy. So I need to exercise, eat right and stay away from those delicious cigarettes that everybody is smoking all the time. You get the point. The being goals that you decide are the levels of your future self, and can be broken down into micro-routines, challenges, and pursuits which guide you towards that ideal vision of life, and which is the ethical adventure of your life, and feels meaningful as you make progress towards them. So why doesn't everybody do this? Most people get stuck on being goals because they can't decide what they want to be, because to decide to be something is to decide to not be everything else. It's a sacrifice. It's aggressive, maybe even cruel to the parts of yourself that have other ideas or no ideas at all, but to become who you are going to be, you need to sacrifice who you are now. Choosing your being goals is a kind of death you experience while you are alive, but prepares you for being able to truly live. People don't grapple with these being goals because they are afraid of making the wrong decision, so keeping the being goals vague seems like a good alternative, but then the problem is you end up as nothing, which is much worse. Not choosing a future self is a guarantee of failing to become anything. You end up going nowhere. We use the same cognitive machinery for navigating physical space as we do conceptual space. So the being goals are your destination, the type of person you should be. What kind of person should you be? The question of who you should be is an ethical question. In other words, the question is about the ideal or what should be rather than what is. Virtue ethics, which I wrote about in previous essays and you can check out in the description, argues the central question of all ethics is who should you be? What is your character? What is a good character? What is a bad character? And how do you get one and avoid the latter? Every virtue ethic tradition has a different answer to this question. Confucianism takes the Chinese philosopher, Confucius as the answer. Stoics take Socrates as the ideal personality and guide. For Christians, this is Jesus. Any person who is a historicist or a cultural relativist would say that the person you should be is an arbitrary decision based on your social or cultural location. It's just whichever group you end up in, and that's fine. But I'm not a cultural relativist, because my research has led me to a universal conception of human nature across cultures. And so, if human nature is universal across cultures, then so would be ethics. Ethics is the perfection of human nature, what we should be. In The Republic, Plato took on this project by starting with an anthropology of human nature and then proposing ethics as a cultural solution to our natural flaws. He argued for a Wizard of Oz-esque view of virtue ethics, whereby we need courage because we face danger, we need wisdom because we are inherently foolish, we need temperance because we like to eat lots of grub, and we need justice to balance our chaotic minds and bring peace to our ailing souls. On the journey, we get what we lack and become whole, unified, like the one. I love all that. It's a smooth and put-together system. But I need not bore you with the details. What we really need to think about here is that when thinking about who you should be, role models embody the virtues. The role models are real but insufficient. The virtues are perfect but too abstract. And so by opponent processing the two, you can start to get a grip on the type of person you should be and get a more fine-grained picture of what being a good person means, which is really an insight into the good itself. And by the way, the good is God, which is what we're going to deal with in the next essay. I can't answer the question of who you should be, but I can indicate that it's a question of great importance, and so one that is worth considering and paying attention to in your day-to-day life. Back to the purpose system. Once you have a rough version of who you should be, your being goals, you can think in broader blocks of time. For example, I'm heading into my 30s and so is my girlfriend, so this time will involve having children. This means I need money, a job, the ability to pursue my creative projects, help. But these challenges give me a purpose. I need to achieve these things before then or else. So there are stakes to the game. In this case, my relationship suffering, potentially failing, and all the associated horrors of that. So I'm incentivized to do a good job and make progress towards my goals. So now you're in a position to set up your purpose system. I do this within the notes of my phone, although you can write it down anywhere that's convenient. The purpose system is a running project, so it's not something that you're just going to write down once and leave. It's a day-to-day activity that you work on and develop. Down in the bottom of my phone I have my longest term goals which might be over the next 10 or 20 years. Then below that I have my goals for this year which I choose after doing an annual reflection at Christmas time on the previous year. So for example I did my 2022 reflection and chose my goals for 2023 and then I keep those goals of 2023 in the middle section and tick them off one by one as I accomplish them. And then finally, at the front of my notes, I have my weekly schedule. On a Sunday, I write each day of the week and shade in the basic blocks, work, training, any jobs that I'm aware of, and things that I have to do each day. I try and think about what my future self needs for me. What does tomorrow me need for me to do today? And then I schedule this day to day. It is an ongoing and active process, but the larger plan coordinates the more nearer plan and you start to develop a coherence between your future self and present self that organizes you across time the purpose structure reduces chaos and keeps you pursuing valued goals which maximizes positive emotion and peace of mind the normal state of the mind is chaos and it is only organized by goals, without goals no peace of mind Conclusion we all need a motivational vision of the good, and that vision changes as the stages of life changes. So we will be frequently thrown into chaos again and again, and there's no silver bullet for this hero's journey and work. We must simply attend to the gaps in our conceptualizations and rebuild the purpose structure whenever anomaly emerges and adapt and overcome. This is why I think it is essentially a warrior practice, because it's something that you live as a way of life rather than just as an intellectual Subject. It's a tall order, but human beings thrive with a burden to bear. Our vision of paradise is working hard for other people and ourselves in small groups and making progress towards valued goals. It's great when we can share it with other people, with parents, leaders and citizens, and I firmly believe that by taking on this work yourself, it puts you in the best position to make an impact on your culture and the broader civilization. If you keep fighting, keep making sense, Get yourself back into order when chaos emerges. Out the other side, then you can start to enjoy the challenge more and test your mettle against even bigger looming disasters. And Lord knows our civilization could do with more people doing that.